Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, it is another episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And as you, if you could imagine, this summer has gone from bad to worse to very bad to disaster to dumpster fire to worse than the rotting carnage at the bottom of the ocean of the of, of the um, uh, of the Titanic. That's what he wanted to say. Uh, this team never stops. This team never, ever, ever, ever gives you a moment to enjoy them. Ever. Never. There has been so much bad done and so many things wrong with the culture that you simply cannot enjoy anything. It is, I, I, it is virtually impossible to root for this team and embrace it with open arms because you're exhausted. It's just one thing after another after another. On Wednesday late morning, right as I was about to record this, we had the Washington Post with a bombshell set of more fresh allegations. Uh, I thought this was coming late last week. It turns out it comes mid this week. Um, didn't know exactly what was going to be in there. I'd heard some rumors, but nothing substantial. I mean, I knew it was going to be more women coming forward. I just didn't know exactly who they were talking to and exactly what they were being told. And I knew nothing about videotapes and swimsuit calendars. Here's the bottom line. The We'll get you the details of the Washington Post article in a second, but... The team has issued a statement saying, quote, today, the Washington Post published an article detailing additional allegations of sexual harassment and other misconduct at the Washington football team. We are deeply distressed by these terrible allegations and are committed to investigating them fully. Our priority is creating a culture where our employees on and off the field are respected and empowered. Our first concern is for the safety and security of our teammates. I guess that means employees. And we have encouraged any employees who have endured similar experiences now or in the past to report it immediately. We are already taking a series of additional steps to hold ourselves accountable to our commitments. We remain focused on building an organization where all employees feel valued and are invested in shaping the new direction of our franchise. So that is a a well, I think, a well-written, issued statement by the Washington football team. Now, we're working kind of in reverse order here. Dan Snyder issued a statement first to Adam Schefter uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, that's where I saw it. I apologize if I'm if somebody else had it slightly first. Um, and this was again directly by Dan Snyder. Uh, who knows if he wrote it or whatever? Quote. The behavior described in the Washington Post's latest story has no place in our franchise or in our society. While I was unaware of these allegations and they surfaced um, until they surfaced in the media, uh, that's not necessarily true. I take full responsibility for the culture of our organization. Good. Even before today's article, I have begun taking any and all steps necessary to ensure 
that the Washington football team is an organization that is diverse, inclusive, and respectful of all. Good. I have admittedly been too hands-off as an owner and allowed others, direct shot at Bruce Allen, to have day-to-day control to the detriment of our organization. (laughs) Going forward, I am going to be more involved as we have already made major changes in personnel, bringing in new leadership to drive cultural transformation on and off the field. In addition, we are assembling a world-class team of external advisors to both investigate these allegations and create an actionable and measurable plan to change our culture. Then, that's all great. Those two paragraphs, tremendous. Good job, Dan. Then it gets weird. Or then it gets typical. Further quoting, the Washington Post article reads like a hit job, relying on unnamed sources and allegations that are largely 10 to 20 years old. We attempted to engage with the Washington Post to provide them with the facts, but those facts clearly didn't align with their narrative. They said they reached out to, and this is me editorializing, they said they reached out to the team and the team refused to answer any of their questions, uh, and Dan Snyder refused to be interviewed. Further quoting, there are former employees on the record disputing many of these claims. There's three. And yet they still appear in print. Yes, they do. Because if they didn't appear in print, they wouldn't be denied. It is clear that those are uh, that there are other negative agendas at work in this reporting. We are disappointed that Miss Scorby, who is a cheerleader um, and was part of the cheerleading team, it still is, who accused Dan Snyder in the article of trying to set her up with one of his friends at a charity event back in 2004. We are disappointed that Ms. Scorby would speak to the newspaper but never bring any of these allegations to management's attention, particularly since she is still part of our organization as a volunteer with our cheerleaders. I want to unequivocally state that this has never happened. Ms. Scorby did not report this alleged incident to anyone at the team in 2004 in her eight years as a cheerleader or as or at any time in the past 16 years. Furthermore, I do not have any knowledge of the 10-year-old videos referenced in the story. I did not request their creation and I never saw them. There are former employees on the record stating that this did not happen. The unnamed sources who claim it did happen are relying on three degrees of hearsay. After an extensive review of our video archives, we believe these videos to be unauthorized or fraudulent. We requested that the Post provide us with copies of these videos to be forensically evaluated and authenticated, but the Washington Post refused to do so. This article is riddled with questionable and unnamed sources, decades-old allegations, and is not a reflection of the Washington football team today. Uh, 
I am going to work relentlessly to improve all aspects of the Washington football team and make this an organization that sets a positive example we can all be proud of. All right, that last paragraph is pretty good uh, from Dan. That's the right thing to say. Everything else, basically from the second paragraph on, starting with the Washington Post article reads like a hit job, in my opinion, is the wrong thing to do in a statement. You do that to Beth Wilkinson, the law firm that is hired... Uh, that was hired and orchestrated apparently by the NFL. The NFL issued a statement uh, with a strongly worded statement saying they were the ones that steered Beth Wilkinson and her law firm uh, to the Washington football team and Dan Snyder. I guess Dan Snyder is paying for it, as he should. The NFL shouldn't have to. This is not their mess to clean up, even though they oversee Dan Snyder and the Washington football team. Here's the bottom line, guys. Um, As we go through all of this, I mean, we've got statements from the team, from Dan Snyder, from the NFL and Roger Goodell. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have more statements from the Washington Post, more victims, more alleged victims, more uh, claims. I know there are more women out there that have not spoke spoke to, spoken with uh, the, the Washington Post. I just know there are. I know there are. Uh, and I know there's more stories to be told. Uh, But that's their story to be told, not my story to be told, okay? Um, So the bottom line is this. Where we are today is an absolute mess, an absolute mess. The problem is Dan Snyder can say, hey, look, we are committed to doing things right moving forward, and, and I have no doubt he's more committed than ever to doing things right moving forward. The problem is you don't completely change everything you believe and do and allowed for 20 plus years overnight. It's going to take a while to prove this. It's going to take more than statements to prove this. And basically what he's doing is pointing a finger largely at Bruce Allen and Vinny Serrato, who had essentially, without naming them, day-to-day control. Also Mike Shanahan probably, and I guess Jay Gruden. But not Joe Gibbs. I mean, again, he leaves us kind of wondering who exactly outside of Bruce Allen, which I think is pretty obvious, who he's blaming for the day-to-day recklessness of the organization. Here's the bottom line. The Post put this all together. The Post is not, the Post is not doing a hit job here. Uh, Dan Snyder can defend himself. Dan Snyder can countersue. Dan Snyder can be upset. Dan Snyder can say he doesn't remember, he doesn't recall, he doesn't know, it didn't happen. I mean, that is not unusual for any person accused of a crime or of being immoral or doing something wrong. That is not unusual for somebody to say. Of course he's going to say that. Again, he should not have done it in this particular statement. That should have been for the NFL. That should have been for Beth Wilkinson. That should have been in a countersuit if he's planning on countersuing. And being that he countersued an Indian Indian company for $10 million and uh, and he's going after Mary Ellen Blair and Dwight Shar, you would probably tend to think that he could go after the Washington Post and some of the women that came forward on the record uh, and some of them, I quite honestly, I worked with. Some of them, I quite honestly, worked with for a period of time, you know, over five years every day in that building. Uh, but here's the bottom line. <clears throat> Again, we can't sit here and say 
everything that these women and everything that the Washington Post is reporting is 100% true. We can't do that because we don't know. I don't have proof. You don't have proof. We, we just have to take their word at it and corroborated reporting. But, you know, again, people can remember things differently. People can view things in a different prism. We can't, of course, blame or believe 100% of what Dan Snyder says. Maybe he's right. Maybe some of these things didn't happen. I don't know. I wasn't there in 2004. But what we can say, and what I feel confident in saying, is you have the Post and all of their reporting chops, and you have these women, apparently 25 new women, to add to the 17 previously for a total of 42. Are we to believe that 42 women, 42 women, are telling lies and fabrications, and that the Post is lying and fabricating a story? I mean, you guys believe whatever you want to believe. I'm just here to ask the questions. It doesn't make sense to me that 42 women and the Washington Post would make all of this stuff up and that none of it ever happened. Some of it may have happened. All of it may have happened. Most of it may have happened. I don't know. But it's hard for me to believe that none of it happened. And to 100% believe Dan Snyder. And as far as moving forward, I know they want to bury their head in the sand, if, if you will, and move forward. I got it. I understand that. But you can't move forward without fixing and repairing the past. And that's what they're trying to do now. And I would say this, Dan Snyder is not out of the woods. There are a lot of people that I talked to on Wednesday around the media industry and around the NFL that believe Dan Snyder could be forced out. I still don't believe that's going to happen. I believe the NFL is furious. I believe the NFL jammed Brian LaFamina a couple of years down Dan Snyder's throat. I believe they pointed, steered Jason Wright and Ron Rivera to Dan Snyder because of how important it is to have this organization not be an absolute sham, not an absolute joke. I believe the NFL was furious when Snyder embarrassed them and fired LaFamina and his crew. I believe they are humiliated, embarrassed, and angry over the ownership divide. I believe they are doing everything they can to help the minority owners and solve this organization and repair it and make it more attractive. Whether that means with Dan Snyder or not, maybe they're telling him, yeah, 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 Dan, and doing something completely opposite behind the scenes. I don't know exactly. But here's what I know. It ain't a good day. It ain't a good day to be Dan Snyder. It ain't a good day to be Larry Michael and Mitch Gershman and, and Alex Santos and Richard Mann and all of the people that have been accused of doing unsavory things. And they are accusations. We can't absolutely prove them. But it is not a good day to be associated with this franchise. And Ron Rivera... And Jason Wright have a lot of trash still to clean up. All right, so that, that's what we're going to say about that. Coming up next, Ryan Anderson, the rest of his conversation with the media, and then we'll squeeze something else in before the end of the show. I'm Chris Russell. All right, it is Chris Russell here for our friends at Built Bar. That's right. BuiltBar.com is your one-stop shop. If you are looking for an awesome-tasting, wonderful-looking, healthy, chocolate bar alternative. 
That's right. It's not an alternative to real chocolate. It is 100% real chocolate. What it is an alternative to is that garbage that most of y'all eat with loaded sugar and terrible chemicals and all that good stuff. You don't want any of that stuff. You want something low in sugar, low in carbs, low in fat, high in protein, good for you, and great tasting. And that's what a Built Bar is. And they have six new flavors, including caramel brownie, um, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Plus, there are 12 original flavors. My favorite is the peanut butter. Oh, I love peanut butter. Who doesn't love peanut butter, right? If you don't love peanut butter, that's a problem. Sorry, that's your loss. But I love peanut butter. Uh, plus, you can get German chocolate, double chocolate, salted caramel, and peanut butter brownie. Those are awesome. The bars are, again, covered in 100% real chocolate. And they're great for you. They're great for any kind of diet that you're on, keto, whatever it is, Atkins, if you still do that. Go get yourself some Built Bar. All right, so here's the deal. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so we're back right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, and you know we we recorded part of the show a little bit earlier when we had a little window, and now we finish it up, and in between, about fourteen thousand statements were released. So we gave you Dan Snyder's statement. We also gave you uh, the Washington Football Team statement. Since that point, uh, and we didn't give you this. The NFL has made a statement. Ron Rivera has made a statement. Jason Wright has made a statement or a tweet, and the Washington football team has canceled practice on Thursday. All right, so <clears throat> let's get you uh, everything as much as we can. Um, first, the NFL statement about the Washington Post report. Quote, we strongly condemn the unprofessional, disturbing, and abhorrent behavior and workplace environment alleged in the report, which is entirely inconsistent with our standards and has no place in the NFL. An, intent, in, an independent investigation into these issues is in process, led by highly experienced counsel recommended by our office. We will continue to monitor the progress of this investigation and ensure the club and its employees satisfy their obligation to give full cooperation to the investigators. If at any time the club or anyone associated with the club fails to do so, the investigating counsel has been asked to promptly advise our office and we will take appropriate action. When the investigation concludes, we will review the findings and take any appropriate action at that time. That's from Brian McCarthy, the NFL lead PR guy, a statement from Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. I think that's a really strong statement from a couple of standpoints. I mean, obviously, the first paragraph you expect that's, you know, they're condemning bad behavior. They're absolutely right, obviously. Uh, but then when they say an independent investigation into these issues is in process. Now, a lot of people scoffed at this being an independent investigation. And just because they say it and just because the Washington football team said it doesn't mean it truly is independent. However, they are pointing out, look, not only do they feel it's an independent investigation, but because they recommended the actual law firm and Beth Wilkinson to lead the search and the investigation that essentially this is like the NFL doing an investigation into Deflate Gate or into the Ray Rice situation or whatever 
other situation that they have completely botched. So they're basically, the way I interpret this is, we told him who to hire. We told him who to go after and who to make sure did the project. We weren't going to pay for it. We weren't going to stand by it. We weren't going to launch it ourselves. You do it. And let's see what you do. That's the way I interpret that. And then I love the double down of if anybody with the club fails to comply, let us know. We'll take action. And then when the action is all done, the investigation is all done, we will review the findings and take appropriate action at that time. So basically that means anywhere from a huge fine, which you have to believe is coming, uh, to potentially lost draft picks or potentially, I don't know, lost cap space. I, I, don't, I don't know. Or does it mean potentially Dan Snyder could be suspended? And if Dan Snyder is suspended, does that mean that is one step further to him being removed from the NFL and from the ownership of the Washington football team? Think about that. Think about that. Uh, we're obviously blowing off our Ryan Anderson situation here because we have so much going on. I mean, it, it's literally you cannot even keep track. Jason Wright, the new team president, said, quote, I've spent the day talking to our at Washington NFL, that's the official Twitter handle uh, of the team, family. We're all feeling weighed down by the hard-to-read accounts. We are now setting a new culture. We will take swift and decisive action, and we will lift the heaviness my colleagues are feeling today. Our journey starts now. And that was attached to the actual team statement, uh, which we read you. So, again, we've given you the team statement. We've given you the NFL statement. We've given you Dan Snyder's statement. And also, there's this. One more for you. So, as you know, Julie Donaldson was hired as the Senior Vice President of Media and Content uh, for the organization. And she issued her own statement uh, about the report. She said, quote, I was hired to be a part of a change in culture to help lead this organization in a new direction, one that is transparent, respectful, inclusive, thoughtful, and safe for everyone that's part of this franchise, including our fans. The latest report has left me saddened and disheartened. I will not make excuses or defenses against these allegations. What I will do is continue to address these important issues with vigilance and help shape the future. My colleagues and many former employees and others associated with the team are hurting. I promise to use my voice to help defend those that need defending, to create the best possible environment for everyone, and to lead this franchise into a new era that we are all proud to be a part of. All right, so that was Julie Donaldson's statement um, from earlier. Then we have one more statement for you guys. Are you tired yet of statements? Do you just want football? Yeah, I hear you. Try, try living this every day. Trust me, it's not fun. Not fun in any way, shape, or form. We're going to get you the news and the new statement in the final segment of the Locked on Washington football team uh, podcast. And it has something to do with a much bigger picture uh, 
issue that is going around the sports world as we record this on Wednesday night. That's next, right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell with you for DoorDash. You know, I got to do radio shows. I got to do podcasts. I got to do writing. I got to do video. I'm out at practice. I don't want to cook. I don't want to clean. I don't want to do anything. I want to eat good tasting food. That's not healthy. Chinese pizza, burgers. If you want a little dessert, a little something, something for dessert, you can do it all at DoorDash if you download the DoorDash app, which you should have already done. But in case you haven't done it, download it now, wherever you download your apps. And if you have done it, you're smart. You open the DoorDash app. You choose what you want to eat. Your your food will be left safely outside your door. Contactless delivery drop-off. 300,000 food options and partners all across the United States and more. Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia, if you're listening somewhere else, we appreciate it. Nonetheless, right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED ON. That's $5 off and no delivery fees. Promo code LOCKED ON on the DoorDash app. Don't forget, LOCKED ON for $5 off for your first order on DoorDash. All right, so we finish up on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And there's this. The NBA canceled after an initial protest by the Milwaukee Bucks just before their playoff game against the Orlando Magic. The NBA then turned around and canceled the remaining two other games uh, on the NBA playoff slate for Wednesday, including a Lakers game and against the Portland Trailblazers and one other game. There's all sorts of coverage, I'm sure, on the Locked On NBA uh, podcasts and, and the individual team challenge, uh, channels, uh, so please go check that out. Uh, that is far from my area of expertise, but clearly that is a loud statement, uh, and it is in response to the most latest just absurd, ridiculous behavior by a police officer and police officers uh, in Wisconsin uh, that left a man likely paralyzed for the rest of his life. And quite honestly, with the video that I think most of us, if not all of us saw, um, he's lucky to be alive at this point. Uh, But my understanding is the latest from his lawyer is uh, he will be lucky to walk again. So clearly, as they should be, a lot of people are hurting, a lot of people are upset, a lot of people are outraged, and again, they should be. So several Major League Baseball games were also canceled and postponed on Wednesday night. The NHL went on as, um, as scheduled. The WNBA joined the NBA protest. And now the Washington football team has also done that with Thursday's scheduled practice at FedEx Field. So here's the new statement from the Washington football team on a day with about 14,000 statements. If you can't tell, I'm a little frustrated. But this one is, I think, the right thing to do. Quote, from Ron Rivera, 
Jason Wright and I worked this afternoon to develop a response that has the right balance between the business of football and being truly thoughtful about the social injustice we witnessed with the latest incident in Wisconsin. We went to Mr. Snyder with our plan for tomorrow, and we were given his complete support and approval. Friday, we can return to football, but tomorrow will be about reflection instead. In place of our practice at FedEx Field, the players, coaches, and football staff will meet as a football family, and we will continue our open dialogue on the issues of racism and social injustice in our country. Mr. Snyder and Jason will join us in our discussion with the team tomorrow. Just as Mr. Snyder and I will support Jason in similar discussions, we are planning for members of the business and stadium side of the organization. We're all in this together, and as a team, we will work to figure out ways that we can make a positive impact in our communities. So that's it. So Friday, the team will have practice. We don't know if there will be a rescheduled practice at FedEx Field because they were expected to do this on Thursday to simulate game conditions for September 13th. But for right now, we do not have a rescheduled date on that. And it looks like Thursday will be a day of no practice, uh, as Ron Rivera just mentioned in that statement. And instead, they will get together as a football organization uh, and meet and continue uh, an open dialogue and support each other as best they possibly can and then return uh, to practice on Friday. All right, so it's been a um, it's been a day that I you know you can never prepare for, um, and this stuff just happens, and you just kind of wonder if it's ever going to be normal around here ever again. Um, let me point out what they did in that last statement and that last decision is exactly the right thing to be doing, right? So to be fair, we can criticize the organization. Uh, we can say Dan Snyder made the wrong statement, but you have to give credit where credit is due. And again, this is what happens largely when adults are running the business, when adults are running the room. So kudos to them for doing the right thing and for, I believe, becoming the first NFL team to cancel a practice session. Now, it isn't different than games, but a practice session. Maybe others will follow uh, in the NFL. Uh, I'm not sure uh, how that's all going to work. Uh, I know uh, there was some talk about that. I'm not sure if any other teams have done it. They are not tone deaf to the problems going on in the world. They're doing the right thing. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening. Adios.